This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Okay, got this here, got that there. Strangers and Aliens episode, I don't know what. Annihilation Road Trip. And we will see how this goes. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. (laughs) To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did surprise you was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Alright, so welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am driving down the road trying something out. It's a little bit of an experiment. Let's see if it works. Uh, No special microphones and no co-pilot. It's just me and I'm kind of almost doing this as a dare. Uh, Actually a dare from my friend Derry. Um, (laughs) We'll see how it goes. But I'm going to a movie all by myself and I I said, you know, once, once I thought about doing this, and I thought it'd be funny, ha, ha, ha. My friend Derry's like, well, you should do that. That would be funny. And I don't know if it's actually going to be funny, but I'm going to go see the movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman. And this is a road trip episode. So that means as I'm driving, I'm going to talk about expectations. I'm going to talk about what I think it's going to be. I'm going to talk loud because uh, I don't know how well my phone's microphone is going to even pick this up. We'll see if this even gets released. I mean... I don't know, it might end up being just garbage, but I'm not losing any time recording it because I'd have to be in the car anyway. I guess I am losing time because I'm not able to listen to my audio dramas, can't listen to my stories. Um, I'm Right now I'm listening to graphic audio superhero things. They have a, a sale on their CDs uh, for their superhero and, and their westerns and, and the things like that, $5 for a CD you know, set of six CDs. It's like Days of Future Past with six CDs. I'm listening to It's Superman uh, right now, which is eight CDs, and so I am losing that. I'm not, I'm not able to listen to, to that on my way to the theater, but hey, I, I, that's, that's not a big deal. I'm doing it for you guys. You guys are listening right now, and <laughs> I don't know how well this is gonna go because it's just me sitting next to my uh, empty seat uh, Evan's not here, but if he was here, he'd probably say something like, Hello, I'm Evan, and I'm here now. And I don't know why I'm doing the British accent, but that's just about the closest approximation I can do to an Evan voice, is to just jump into my fake Evan doing a British accent. So, Evan, how you doing? Hello, I'm fine. 
Hello. So uh, that's that's me doing an impression of Evan. This is this is maybe going nowhere fast. I don't know, but um, so yeah, Annihilation. I'm very excited about this movie because it feels like it's going to be another Arrival. Uh, which I, I don't know, Evan. What do you think of Arrival? I hated it. I hated that movie. Oh, Evan, with the British accent. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we disagreed on that movie big time. This one looks a lot more exciting, but um, there's a couple reasons Evan is not coming with me to see this movie, as interesting as he thought the trailer looked. Uh, but it is kind of a funny story. I was at, at lunch with him today, actually, because uh, we just finished up um, recording my other podcast for my church. And he, uh, he uh, said that he definitely was not going to go and see Annihilation. And the reason he was definitely not going to go and see Annihilation was because he uh, was seeing, he saw uh, an interview with Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman said that when she saw the movie after it was done, it freaked her out, terrified her. And I was just thinking, how can I make it through this movie and not get scared if the, you know, uh, this, this person who was in the movie is terrified by it? Like she read the script, knew what was happening. Uh, actually acted in the movie and she's she's freaking out and terrified so he's not not going to come and, and also he's not feeling well um, so there's that plus he's getting ready to go on vacation and so there's a number of different reasons why Evan is not in the car with me right now there's a uh, mainly one reason why Steve is not in the car with me right now and that's because Steve lives a couple thousand miles away so I'm going by myself and I'm excited uh, I'm excited that I'm I'm excited for this to be a, a sci-fi horror movie, uh, you know, cut from the kind of the alien cloth. In fact, when I saw the trailers, I'm, it made me think of Arrival because of it just kind of being a brand new, just on its own sci-fi movie. It made me think of Alien and Aliens and uh, made me think of um, Miyazaki movies, actually. Uh, some of the the stuff, the, the imagery in the trailer reminds me of a Miyazaki movie. Uh, apparently there's some things happening to the earth and it's causing mutations to happen, but it's, it's kind of a, a beautiful mutation. And, uh, some of the, the different creatures that they showed reminded me of something you would see in like Princess Mononoke or, uh, a, you know, a different movie like, uh, like that Spirited Away maybe. Um, and so there's, there's that element too. And so that's, all these things kind of merging together. I mean, that's a that's a perfect storm for a movie that I would enjoy watching. So that's that's another reason I'm excited about it. And, and it's also nice because it's not. I mean, Black Panther was last week, and, and that's cool. And we got Pacific Rim coming up, and we've got uh, you know, Ready Player One is coming, and all these are movies that are kind of hinged on either. Um, a actual franchise that they belong to, or in the case of Ready Player One, uh, like every franchise in the world is is a part of that movie. And uh, it's a movie, by the way, that I am looking forward to. There's no way that that movie can be as bad as the book was. There's no way Steven Spielberg could uh, screw up his filmmaking talent to make a, a movie on the level of the book. There, there's just no way. 
but this is exciting to me because it's not connected to a franchise. Uh, this is its own thing, brand new original story. I mean, it might be based on a book or something. Well, I guess I'll find that out when I see it in the credits. But uh, that's this is exciting to, to go and to see, uh, you know, just a, a, sta a standalone sci-fi film, especially a standalone uh, sci-fi film that, if, if not horror, at least is uh, suspense. And so I, I, I'm, I'm ready for that kind of thing. Um, so here I am, I'm re recording uh, as I'm driving and um, not, not there. Oh, goodness, those are giant potholes. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet, uh, but I also can't stop the recording uh, because I don't want to mess with my phone while I'm driving. So that's just one of those things. Uh, about me, so I'm just going to talk more about uh, sci-fi movies that this reminds me of, and, and will this be the same kind of thing? And uh, I'm wondering if there's going to be an environmental kind of uh, theme or messaging behind it, because it does seem to be. Uh, well, it definitely has to do with the environment. I'm just not sure if, if that's actually going to be a, a theme that they dive into. Um, yeah, and that's one of the things I like about sci-fi and, and sci-fi horror is, is the themes that they can get into. You know, you have a sci-fi horror movie like Alien or Aliens and, you know, the, the theme that it gets into. There, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that you can read into, like Alien. Um, I mean, Alien, I'm reminded of a Mad About You episode, which has Paul Reiser and um, he's talking to his best friend who just left his wife. And he's like, why did you do this? We're, we're all friends, and this breaks up the friendship in a way because we were friends as couples. And his friend says, well, you know, it's like that movie Alien. You ever seen that movie Alien? And um, and Paul Reiser's character says, I never heard of it or never saw it or something like that. So it's really quick. It's funny, you know, one of those moments where they are talking about something that the guy has been in, you know, as an actor, but the character, you know, anyway. Uh, he talks about like, oh, well, it's just, just, I had this thing just inside of me and it just bursting out, just wanted to come bursting out like that, like that thing in the movie Alien. And, you know, I look at the movie Alien and uh, I see, and I think I've talked about this before, but there's almost like a, a metaphor that is not intended, but this kind of sin metaphor that's, uh, you know, sin is this thing where, you know, it reaches out to you maybe and the face hugger like grafts on and, and it's at that point it's, it's bad you know it's bad but then it it kind of plants a seed inside you and and you just kind of let it be in there and and while it's inside you and you're 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 allowing yourself to have this sin inside you and, and it grows and it grows and you know it and then eventually it's just gonna burst out and you know it reminds me of actually reminds me of that bursting out and that growing inside of you also makes me think of uh, Joseph because that's the the podcast I'm doing for my church right now is we're doing uh, Bible stories for kids kind of in the vein of uh, Adventures in Odyssey kind of thing. Uh, it's called Weekly Charge if you want to want to look for it. But um, yeah, <laughs> Joseph's story is kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a, a mirror image of the, of the alien cycle where you have this terrible thing happen to him. It's like the face hugger grabs on his face. He can't breathe. He's thrown into the pit. And, and then he's sold as a slave and oh it doesn't feel good and 
Uh, but then, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind, you know, the, this evil thing that happened to him from his family. You know, he even names his kids, um, names his oldest son Manasseh because it means, uh, to him, it means he's forgotten his family and his troubles behind him. They're forgotten, which, were they really? Come on, Joseph. They weren't forgotten. You, you had them always in the back of your mind there. He named his uh, second son Ephraim, which means um, that he's been blessed in his land of trouble kind of thing. Uh, or he's been fruitful in his land of trouble. And uh, But it is kind of like the alien thing where, you know, these bad, terrible things happen. And then there's a long period of time where nothing is wrong and it's all going right. And then all of a sudden, boom, his brothers come and visit him. And it's just bursting. It just bursts right out of his chest. It's the chest burster of, uh, and so, uh, <laughs> I'm almost to the theater. And, uh, boy, if there was ever a weak connection, the Alien franchise and the Alien gestation, and the the story of, of Joseph right there. That's that should have been a, a YouTube video for our, our weak connections thing. Uh, anyway. Uh, Annihilation, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It actually sounds like that could be part of the Alien franchise. Alien Annihilation. So I'm uh, getting ready to turn into the parking lot here, and as soon as I stop the car, I'll be able to turn off the recording and, and stop talking, which uh, I, I did it, though, and so I don't know if this is going to be released or not, but Derry, I, I don't know if you're going to listen to this episode or not, but I did it, man. I did it. And... Uh, I'm almost there, and I'm excited. I am excited. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of something else to say, and I'm just gonna say, oh, Natalie Portman. Um, she is sci-fi royalty at this point, you know, literally Star Wars royalty. But she's been in uh, the Star Wars franchise, the MCU franchise, and and here she's anchoring. She's the uh, Sigourney Weaver of this movie. She is anchoring Annihilation for us. And uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to see what this movie does and if it's good. And I'm ready to be disappointed. Evan, are you are you ready? What do you what do you think? Think it's gonna be good? Well Ben, if it's if you like it, then I'm not gonna like it because that's the way it works. Uh, okay, thanks Evan. <laughs> Steve, what do you think, man? I don't know. What to think? That was really, like that's not even anything that sounds near Steve, but I'm here, car's in park. I'm gonna turn the key, car is off. And now I'm going to hit stop on my phone and we'll see about recording the trip home. But I hope I actually have something to talk about with this movie on the way home. But for now, I'm just gonna stop. Okay, back in the car, and there were three people in the theater with me for that movie. Uh, sounds about right. So, let's talk about the movie as I drive home. Evan, what'd you think? Oh, scary. I didn't like it. Oh, Evan, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, somehow I knew you weren't going to like that movie, uh, Imaginary Evan. Imaginary Steve, what'd you think about it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I only do it that way because I don't know what Steve would say. But uh, imaginary Steve, imaginary Evan, thanks for joining me on this uh, trip home. It's late. Uh, yeah, three people in the theater when 
the movie started. Um, see, I, I did get a, a drink. It was Diet Coke. Uh, caffeine-free Diet Coke, actually, because it's late and I want to be able to fall asleep when I get home. But I got the Diet Coke with lime and ginger. Lime ginger flavor. Good stuff. So uh, that's our product placement out of the way. There was a little bit of product placement in the movie. Barks Root Beer had some product placement. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm driving now. And uh, so as far as spoilers and stuff go, um, I'm not going to be able to play the spoiler organ because I'm not going to be able to stop the recording. And I don't feel like uh, messing with that anyway. So if you want a spoiler-free uh, thoughts. Uh, my spoiler free thoughts are coming. I'm just not going to be able to play the organ when it's time to move over to the other stuff. Uh, my spoiler free thoughts are I give it about a three and a half stars. It's a good movie. Not a hundred percent great movie, but it's a good movie. And all those things I was talking about, it totally is. This is if uh, Miyazaki decided to try and make an alien movie. Um, with, uh, so he, he actually, you know, he does some Giger type things like the alien would have, but then gives his own spin with, uh, you know, kind of otherworldly moments and, and design the otherworldly design that feels like it belongs in the world. That's how I would call it when I'm talking about maybe Miyazaki's fantasies. Uh, it's another world but it feels like our own, or it feels just, just to the, just to the left of our own. Where, yeah, anyway, um, that's what this felt like, and and rightfully so. I mean, totally because of the plot, it, it felt like that. But it's unnerving, and there's some weird, weird visuals. Uh, I was reminded of the Cloverfield paradox, where you have this thing causing things to happen and the difference is in Cloverfield Paradox it didn't make much sense uh, and and the idea was well it's not supposed to make sense you're not supposed to understand it because it's quantum weirdness in this movie it is supposed to be mysterious and you're not supposed to understand everything but it feels like it makes sense it all the weirdness that happens some of it gets explained a little bit. Some of it does not get explained at all, but it makes, it, it fits. So if I'm going to like give you a, a spoiler free version of things, that's, that's what it would be. Uh, I don't know if that's what you would like, you know, because you're listening and I don't know who you are that's listening right now. Um, but, um, with, but also uh, Arrival is totally... Uh, a touch point here, not maybe for the filmmakers, but for for me as I'm trying to explain this movie, the the way Arrival, uh, the pacing, and the the warped time. It's interesting because you have the story being told by someone, and then within the story there are flashbacks to things that happened earlier. And you're not sure what order things take place in, and and so all of the uh, that time wrapping that you got with with arrival, you kind of have here. Uh, it's just not as much a part of the actual events and the strangeness. And arrival totally is part of the strangeness. They didn't have to do that here. 
they could have done it in uh, in chronological order, and and it would have been it would have made sense still. Putting it out of order uh, in this case, it's not like um, Pulp Fiction, which is out of order just because. Hey, let's let's style it up, you know, and, and make some. Uh, you know, that that was almost like to me, Pulp Fiction is is like a uh, a filmmaking challenge, you know. It's not like Arrival, where time and your perception of time is what matters is actually a big part of the story. In, in this case, it's to create uneasiness and then to cause there to be mystery and make you wonder, okay, why why are we seeing this right now? And, and you, you find out later as they put these kind of flashbacks in context. So it's, it's about revelation more than anything else. So anyway, do you like alien? Do you like sci-fi horror? I mean, honestly, that's that's what this is. And, and as much as I'm watching this and just thinking, okay, it's okay. You know, it's not it's not bad. Uh, I would I would put it on the good side. You know, if I was giving it a thumbs up or thumbs down, definitely a thumbs up. But um, it's it was definitely a, a sci-fi horror thing. Um, but the the scares, the jumps and stuff were. were there was a lot of space in between them where you had character moments. And, and, and there's some haunting moments in this movie. So I think I'm going to be talking spoilers now. The uh, spoiler art organ is not going to be played right now, but I'll, I'll go ahead and um, I, can, I can verbalize it. Do, 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 do. Spoilers. Do, 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 do. Spoilers. Spoilers. So that, now I'm going to talk about spoilers and, and talk about you know, specifics. Um, it's interesting as you're looking at the themes and ideas that this movie is playing with and and and, uh, and messing around with. You, you have the, the main one is is cancer. Um, you have this idea of the cell and, and how the cell is constantly growing and splitting, and, and then um, and then there's mistakes that happen. And you know, aging is a mistake, and cancer is a mistake, and you have multiple characters uh, dealing with cancer in, in, in multiple different ways. She's teaching about cancer, and you have students learning about cancer, and you have a character who has cancer, and you have a character who lost a child to cancer, and you know they're they're really making sure you you catch that. Um, and this thing that, that falls to the earth is a cancer. But then when they actually start talking about God and, and how uh, God doesn't make mistakes and, and Natalie Portman disagrees that God does make mistakes. She thinks he does. And then starts talking about cancer and aging. And it's interesting because it kind of, that idea that they're delving into, I don't think they're realizing they're kind of getting into the idea the scientific spirituality of uh, sin and you have the fall and the fall which brings death into this world and uh, before that uh, you know I, I don't know how exactly things worked but afterward there's sickness and there's pain 
and there's death and sin is is in this world and and that's kind of what they describe is, is they're talking about you know aging is a mistake it shouldn't exist uh, cancer shouldn't you know cancer causes uh, it's, it's growth but it's growth that's changing and, and adding to and and so you have the the growth on the earth that is changing things and adding to it and and uh, I don't exactly understand uh, the ending. I, I need to think about it some more, but this, this ending, you're supposed to think that both uh, Queen Amidala and Poe Dameron are, are pod people. They've been replaced by aliens. I, I don't see how that works. Uh, in, in what they showed other than potentially uh, Natalie Portman's character is an unreliable narrator it is a an alien who is lying to cause the people who are investigating to believe that she is herself she is not the the, the doppelganger uh, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of the unreliable narrator especially if you don't find out that the narrator is unreliable until the very end, and then it becomes kind of a sixth sense kind of thing. Where if you go back and rewatch it, how does that work? Um, but yeah, because the ending is very vivid and very uh, unnerving and and weird and and alien. Uh, that's that's I, I really appreciated the the way this alien structure was kind of growing like a tumor but then you also had this alien uh the doppelganger and and just the way that that thing reflects uh there's, there's also that's another theme theme is reflection and when uh, poe dameron is visiting his wife and it's not really him and you see his hand through the glass and when you look through a glass that refracts the light in such a way maybe i don't use the words right but so that it's backwards and, and then Natalie Portman at the end, you know, you see her pick up a glass and see her hand kind of move through the glass behind the glass so that it's, um, you know, reflected and it's, it's moving backward. And, and that there's a clue right there that she's not her herself. Um, but I it just, man, I don't know. I'm going to go back and forth on this, I think, but it's one of those, I can't decide, do I really like this movie? Will I watch it again? I, I don't know if I'll watch it again, uh, but I will think about it. That, that's for sure. I mean, that's that's a sign of a good movie. Is I, I'm thinking through that ending and I'm thinking through these ideas and things that it's trying to say. Um, yeah. The other thing that's really interesting is the understated performances of a lot of the characters, um, especially. Uh, oh, I can't remember her name, but the psychiatrist. I mean, there's so many Star Wars references in this film. Uh, you got. Uh, that references. You've, you've got Natalie Portman, Queen Amidala. You got Poe Dameron. You've got um, a character named Ventress, which I find funny. Uh, this is her surname, though. This is her her last name. So anyway, you've got uh, MCU people in this as well. You got um, uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Wong in, in Doctor Strange, and you have uh, Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok. 
and so that's, that's kind of fun. Uh, anyway, the you have the this idea of reflection and refraction and and uh, things becoming you know becoming changed, becoming new. Um, you've got this man. I mean, I, I was talking about you know alien being uh, you know a, a weak connection picture of of sin, uh, if not a very you know. This this totally is is a, a picture of of sin. You have this thing that's beautiful and looks good, and uh, but it, then it's terrifying. And the, the creatures that are there are they're tricky and they're they're different and they're they're deceptive and they're uh, deadly. But you know, so even as you're going around, you have uh, this beauty though, and. But it's this beauty that kills, and and that's that's for me a, a picture of sin. I know one time I was at a comic convention and we did a panel about um, religion and spirituality in, in comics. We got to talking about sin, and I, I I talked a little bit about how sin is beautiful. Uh, it's not true beauty; it's fake beauty. But it's it's attractive. Maybe attractive is the better word than beautiful. Um, but that's what you have here. It's just this kind of beauty that's spreading out, spreading over, but it's also strangling and, and killing. And that's that's the image of sin to me is, you know, things like uh, uh, pornography. That's probably one of the best best things. Speaking of, this doesn't have any nudity. The, the, there are uh, some sensual scenes in it. Um, Primetime television kind of, kind of thing, but... Um, anyway, pornography is, is an example of, of a thing that takes this true beauty of, of humanity and, and, and yes, human sexuality, but even if you're just leaving the sexuality out of it, um, there's this, this true beauty of, of, uh, of humanity and, and, um, then you're taking it and you're changing it and perverting it and, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, this—that's what this uh, the alien presence is to me. Is this kind of image of of sin? Uh, and then the ending, where you have the the battle between Natalie Portman and and the alien, and it is a really interesting battle and a unique and vivid battle, but. <laughs> makes me wonder like why is if if Natalie Portman is an alien at the end and not actually herself why is she telling this very vivid story to the scientists about how she had this battle and she just she won and yeah so I'm home and I I'm done talking about the movie and I, I don't know really um what else to say uh, other than I, I appreciate the thought that went into this movie. I appreciate the thought that came out of the movie as far as the thought that it caused me to have and thoughts it caused me to have. But when it all comes down to it, um, you know, it, it's it's much better than Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, it's scarier and it makes more sense, even though it leaves a lot more up to the imagination and uh, there's a lot more mystery. So that's... That's Annihilation, and uh, 
Now I'm home, I'm going to turn this thing off and I'm going to go to bed. So I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for uh, giving me the time here and, and allowing me to ramble <laughs> as I drive. And I don't know if I'll ever do this again, but um, if nothing else, I, I had fun. And, and I guess that's, that's the, the measure of, of whether the movie is good or not is it fun so i'm hitting the stop button now but before i do i just want to say thank you so much for listening and godspeed you've been listening to the strangers and aliens podcast hosted by ben avery evan david steve mcdonald and dr jason Neal. our music was composed and mixed by tim lethel We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 And once again, thanks for listening. So here I am, I'm re- recording uh, as I'm driving and um, not, not there. Oh, goodness, those are giant potholes.